started to look at our entry tactics, our arrest tactics, our general demeanor when we're working. We started to put all that through the Systema filter. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Ralphie, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Hey, good morning, Glenn. It's good to see you, my friend. Very good. Well, Hold up in the house like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you, albeit you know via Zoom. Everybody's just living in a Zoomathon right now, pretty much, right? Everybody's just skyping and zooming <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been I've been home for what is it nine weeks now. I haven't been to the office. Yeah, I had. I had to shave because I was starting to look like Santa Claus. <laughs> the COVID beard wasn't coming out quite the way you wanted it to, is it? <laughs> well, it was coming out the way I wanted it. It was just white. Right. <laughs> yeah, the wife put the kibosh on mine. It started to grow out. And she's like, no, no, that's, that's good. You've got to trim that yeah. down. That's not working. So, yep, yeah. Yep. So, uh, so you based on... Right. Where, whereabouts do you live full-time? So I'm uh, currently in Virginia. Uh, Northern Virginia. Dumfries. Okay. Yeah, mm. Northern Virginia, the Dumfries area. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little south of DC, uh, pretty much. Uh, originally from Puerto Rico, as as you know me, uh, I was in Puerto Rico for all my life. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Just recently moved up here two years ago. Great. Cool. That's what. Yeah. And obviously, we met through Systema and Systema training. Um, me, you, and, and Ruben as well. And you've come down here and taught at NC Summer before, like workshops on um, groundwork and combative tactics and stuff. And we really enjoyed having you come down and offer your expertise as a systemic instructor. Uh, can you tell folks a little bit more about your uh, more extended background, what you what you do for a living? So you're a um, federal agent and law enforcement professional, right? And have been for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, so I've been in uh, federal law enforcement for the past 20 years. Um, 18 of those uh, were in Puerto Rico as a street um, as a street agent, pretty much. Um, if you've seen that uh, TV show, Narcos, mm. yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Um, so, you know, bad of the bad, uh, doing, you know, surveillance all night, uh, hidden doors at all hours. Yeah. You know, the phone rings in the middle of the night, you get up and you go and your wife doesn't see you for the next couple of days, which is not very conducive for a, for a good relationship. But mm. um, eventually that kind of stops and I've, uh, I've progressed through my career, uh, became supervisor, so less street time. Mm-hmm. And now since I moved up here to Virginia, I'm in our headquarters element, so even less street okay. time. Gotcha. So more on like analysis and training and stuff like that, management now? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, more, more in the management side of the uh, house. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about your, um, your road into martial arts and Sistema? Did you um, get into that through law enforcement or what was the order and what was the interest? So that's a, it's, a, it's an interesting story. So I've been into martial arts, uh, you know, since, since forever. I've got a you know, Bruce Lee t-shirt on. And I think, uh, a lot of us from, from, from our generation got into martial arts because of Bruce Lee. You know, we saw those movies, you know, the, the, the one inch punch and all that other good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that I got into martial arts when I was young because of those movies, um, started doing karate down, you know, at that time, um, did Goju Ryu, which is Okinawan traditional karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun because, uh, you know, the classes on that were just, you know, do the katas, do the stuff. And then we beat the hell out of each other, you know, uh, right. just 
punch people, get hit, do all that good stuff. So Uh that progressed to going into, in college, I did some judo on the judo team there for college. Then, uh, you know, that kind of stopped a little bit when I started to work. Then eventually when I got to where I'm at now, I met uh, Ruben, Ruben Rivera, whom whom you know very well. Yeah. Um, And he's a kindred spirit like myself. We we consider ourselves students of the martial arts. So Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we don't peg ourselves into one thing. Um, So he has a very interesting uh, story in the martial arts also. Long time, fifth Dan Aikido guy. Um, He did Jeet Kune Do. Mm. um, Yeah. Thai boxing, judo, jiu-jitsu. So I kind of followed into that uh, with him. I did uh, some Aikido. Uh, mm. I did some uh, jiu-jitsu. I'm still doing jiu-jitsu. Um, Muay Thai. Um, and, and then sometimes him and I would, uh, we worked together. So mm. we sat across from each other. So at lunchtime, we would go to his house, which is very near our office, and put some gloves on and beat the crap out of each other, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and just go from there. Right. And it, 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 does this work? You know, we look at stuff on, you know, like, uh, Vlad did, the the black belt magazine. So we'd look at that mm. and we'd say, does that work? Yeah. I don't know. Well, mm. let's go to the lab and the lab meant we we're going to lunch. We we're going to go to his house yeah. and try it out, you know? Mm. And, you know, we come back with black eyes and bruises and, you know, my wife would be like, were you at Rubens again? Yeah. <laughs> She she knew it wasn't doing street stuff, you know. It was like right. you you were at Rubens getting punched by him, and you were punching him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So you know we're always we're always looking at at stuff, and um, so I remember one time, Ruben comes up to me and says, "Hey, I'm going to go to this seminar uh, in Miami." Mm-hmm. It's this guy uh, Daniel Riapko. Um, says uh, it's this thing called Sistema. It's Russian. It's Russian martial arts. Mm. We didn't know what it was mm. at all. We'd never heard of it. We'd never seen anything. But the funny thing he said is, I'm intrigued because the the flyer for the um, for the seminar says, you know, Daniel Rapko, blah blah blah. And then at the bottom it said, bring your own first aid kit. This is down at the at Tech Non Tactical System of Miami with, with Joe. Joe yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So so that intrigued him. He was like, bring your own first aid kit. Mm. This is either gonna be awesome or, or not. Right? <laughs> or not. Yeah. So so he goes to the uh, to the seminar and you know, from from being like I was, you know, we were doers. We were punch, you know, kick all this other stuff. So the first, you know, first half of the first day, as you'd well know, it's, you know, walk around, breathe in, breathe out, Mm -hmm. you know, two breaths in, two breaths out. And he was starting to get frustrated. He was like, what is this? Yeah. But thankfully he met, uh, Peter, uh, on his own. He met, uh, Kenny Gonzalez there and Mm -hmm. Joker, uh, and Kenny and Peter have ties to Puerto Rico. So as soon as they mentioned that, Hmm. He said, hey, come on over, work with us. And at one point, he asked Peter, he said, hey, what's the application of this? Hmm. Peter, you know him, you know, sure. uh, you know, uh, a, a young one like he is. Uh-huh. He said to, to Ruben, uh, hit me. Mm-hmm. Ruben said, how? Just however you want. Yeah. So Ruben tried to hit him. 
and Peter gave him the hardest punch he's ever felt, mm. right? And 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 he said, "I'm staying." Right. So he stayed. Yeah. You know, fast forward, he comes back home, runs into the office on Monday, and calls me up and says, "Rafi, you need to come." You know, we're going to the lab today. I need to show you some stuff. Right. And, you know, in, in, in our ignorance, right, we started to do, mm. quote unquote, Sistema, right? So he, he gave me the notes. He started to talk to me what he learned, what he saw. Mm. And, and then I got into it with him. You know, fast forward, we called Kenny. Uh, it turns out that uh, Carlos uh, Guzman yeah. was going to be in Puerto Rico. Uh, a month or so later, so so we called Carlos and said, "Hey, Carlos, you know we got uh, your name from Kenny. Mm-hmm. We're here. We'd like to for you to teach us some sistema." So he met with us uh, in a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met him and and we started. And then he started to give us the uh, you know the four principles: breathing, relaxing, moving, and structure. Yeah. Um. And, and some of the philosophy behind it. And of course, we punched each other because, right. you know, you can't, can't have Sistema class without getting punched. Right. So, so we started to really delve more in depth into it. And, you know, mind you, with our, all our background in all the other arts, mm. we're trying to pull from that, you know. Yeah. So we're trying to pull from Jeet Kune Do. We're trying to pull from the Aikido movements. Uh, I remember Ruben at one point telling me, he said, Rafi, I think this is what O-sensei was looking for. Sure. Yeah. He, he said, he said, if, if he could have melded mm. this, this Russian thing with, with, with the Aikido, but of course, you know, O-sensei art of peace, right? He, mm. he was more into, to, to that, but, but Ruben said, if, if, if Aikido had the punching power mm. of, of Sistema, it'd be unstoppable. I mean, it, it'd be awesome. Mm. So, you know, he brought that in, I, you know, we brought the jujitsu, we brought the karate, we brought all that in and, uh, pretty much started to incorporate, um, whatever we could mm-hmm. from what Carlos was teaching us. Then, um, my dad was out in Tampa. So I flew to Tampa on, on a couple of occasions. Uh, he was, he was in the hospital there. So I, every time mm. I went up to see him, I call up Kenny I'd get some privates with Kenny and he'd give us, you know, he'd give me, you know, more insights and things to work on. There you go. Things to work on. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Things to work on. Uh, more of the philosophy, more of this, more of that. And then I would go back and, you know, get with Ruben again and say, hey, let's go to the lab. And then we put that in there and we'd start working it. And nice. we start working it. Yeah. And, and, and for the most part, we were just finding out, excuse me, and figuring out stuff on our own. Sure. So that's, that yeah. seems like the through line for you guys. That it's like the proof is in the pudding, as we say in Britain. You know, I mean, that no matter what somebody's trying to teach you from that very yeah. first experience, kind of with um with Peter and his own. I mean, there's one thing being decked by like a huge muscular dude who does Muay Thai and has like right. all the words on his jersey and looks like he's a badass MMA professional or something. If you get punched really hard right. by one of those guys, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's uh, that's probably what it should feel like. But if exactly. it's, it's like a wiry older guy like Peter and he like and he just stabs you with a with a bony fist and you and it drops you, then you're like, there's something else going on here. You know, and then it, again through those experiences, you're like, "Oh, it's working! It's working!" So it's so right. it's very utilitarian, right? It seems like you just wanted 
what you could get out of it first and foremost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Remember, you know, Bruce Lee's uh, old adage of, uh, you know, empty your cup, right? Sure. So we would empty our cup and and fill it up with as much as we could from Sistema. But then mm. again, you know, from Bruce, you know, take what is useful, and and we would take what was useful to us and, and put what? it through the ringer, right? And discard sure. what we thought. You know, this isn't really going to work for us. Mm. Now, mind you, um, you know, we love the martial arts and we love to fight and we we, mm. we love that. But we were looking for something to apply to what we do, you know, every day in our sure. job as professionals. Um, yeah. as, as pro- exactly as professionals, right? So, so we started to look more into that mm. um, and and see how is this going to apply. When we're out in the street and we're, you know, arresting people, when we're hitting doors, we're doing search warrants, we do mm. all these kind of things. Um, granted, nine times out of ten, you know, you've got six guys with guns. You know, the other guy's not gonna, he's not gonna fight. Mm. But sometimes they do. Yeah. So, so when they do, you know, we're not gonna go to the ground and jujitsu the guy for for three minutes, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to get him in control right away. You got to get him into those handcuffs. You got to take control of everything right away. Mm-hmm. So we started to put some of the principles into our tactics, mm-hmm. namely the breathing, of course, right? You got to breathe. So mm-hmm. every time we moved, every time we hit a door, every time we went into a different room, you could see us breathing. So, yeah. and then we go into that door, mm-hmm. you know, the posture. You know, we we were a lot more relaxed rather mm. than being tense, like amped up. So, we, yeah, probably, yeah. Amped, yeah, and sure. you're going to be amped. I mean, going to be amped anyway, you, right? You don't need to add to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to add to it, right? Yeah. As soon as you know, as soon as we get those, hey, we're thirty seconds out. You can feel your heart just start to go faster and faster because you know you're going to step out into the unknown, right? Those guys could be shooting back at you. Mm. So, so we started to do the breathing, putting that into into our our form of working, getting that posture, staying that relaxation, mm. um, and, and, and seeing how we could massage it into, into our tactics. And then it, it, we start to look more into it and more into it. And then, of course, you know, you've got social media, you've got YouTube videos, and we started to dissect those videos. Yeah. So we would, you know, search, you know, Sistema, boom, and when we see Vlad, right? Mm. And we would... I know he's, he said that a number of times, but, you know, we would try to copy his movements, mm. you know, see what he was doing and then, and then put that, bring it back, back into the lab and see, Hey, does that work? Mm. It, it works for him. Right. But is it going to work for us? Sure. How are we going to put this into our, our arsenal? And we would look at that. And then we would look at, uh, you know, Michael's videos. Right. Um, and you can see that the huge difference from, from Vlad, mm. The movement, the wiriness of him to the stoicism of yeah. Michael, right? right. Yeah, he's um, just he's pure tactician we, almost, right? He's just, he's he's, right. Ending, he's looking to end the conflict before it's even really begun in before, your head. You know, it's like he's so far ahead of the conflict. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, and naturally, like like anybody who's a who's a non-systema guy, mm-hmm. and you show him a video of of uh, of Michael, right? Sure, and. And you show him that, you know, when he hits those guys and they just crumble yeah. and it doesn't, looks effortless. Sure. Like he didn't hit him that hard. Sure. So we would look at that and we'd say, you know, we think, say, 
eh, there's got to be something to this because this doesn't look right, right? Mm. You know, so, so we started to see how that worked. Mm. And then, you know, we would try and try. And, and then eventually, right, and, you know, we went, eventually went to, to Toronto. We trained with Vlad. We met Vlad. Yeah. Um, we were uh, lucky enough to get um, uh, Max Franz came down to Puerto Rico two yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a seminar with him. Um, so luckily, we got some guys to invest. Uh, so we brought uh, Max down, and mm-hmm. he did uh, he did a a shooting uh, thing sure. uh, for a bunch of our friends. Uh, did you know, did, did that help pulling people? Did the context of that help pulling people and kind of convert people that maybe wouldn't have wanted to watch a Michael video and you know <laughs> do the pure martial arts thing? Maybe well, the, the practicality of it maybe pulled some more. Well, people. the the uh, you know. The gun stuff that he that we brought him down for um, was for for some other people that gave us money to bring him down. So okay. so he did some stuff for them, you know. Uh, and then the next day we had a seminar open to everybody, okay. and mm-hmm. yeah, that did open up to to some people uh, that that were skeptics, you mm-hmm. know, when they saw him and some of the stuff that that he did to us. Um, but in, for us, it, it helped uh, uh, immensely because, you know, we, we trained directly with him. And, yeah. and he was giving us a lot of those insights because, uh, um, you know, it was almost one-on-one from, from him to us, right? Yeah. And then the second time uh, he came down, it was even more concentrated, right? It was, it was only for us. You know, sure. we, we got our, our, our small group of people. Everybody ponied up money. We brought mm-hmm. him in. It was, wasn't open to anybody. It was just open for us. Yeah. And we really got a lot from that. Went deep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Really deep, right? And, and, and then we understood the relaxation of, you know, when, when they hit you, that it doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to wind up to hit sure. hard, you know, the short work, uh, you know, all those nuances that you can't get from the video, right? Sure. Yeah. There's a lot you can't get from the video. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that those instances you know and then again we you know we would try to get up to toronto as much as we could sure but uh you know for you you know you get on a on a plane there in rally and sure. you're in toronto in an hour and a half right sure. for us yeah from puerto rico it was a whole day thing right sure. you know we had to go to miami and then to new yeah. york and go to toronto and it was yeah it, it's a big so deal yeah we usually, a, just, we usually drive deal. and make a day of it but we're we're cheap so we're just like getting in the car and road tripping it with a bunch of guys we have as much fun right. on the road as we do on the trip. right right exactly. yeah. we, we couldn't do that because there's no bridge right yeah, we, can't, yeah. we can't go so Boy, you could so, try it from miami but that's gonna be a long way to go miami yeah, to toronto yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. gonna be a fun road trip by not, the end of it you'll nope. be sick of all your friends so, that's not good. so um you know at that at those times we tried to get up as much as we could uh but but those times we did go, we would bring that back, and then we'd go back to those YouTube videos, and then we'd analyze them again with the yeah. new knowledge, and then start working amongst ourselves and, and putting all that stuff into practice. I'd like to take a minute to thank everyone who has contributed to the show, all our listeners, and to everyone who's offered requests, encouragement, and feedback along the way. I also need to ask a quick favor. We have already enjoyed two years of high-quality interviews, insights, and ideas on Systema for Life. We'd like to keep the show going, and we want to keep it open to all, but we need your help to do it. It takes time, effort, and more than little cash to produce a podcast. 
more than two grand a year at current hosting and production rates. We have no paid advertising, and we do it all off our own backs with help from listeners and generous supporters like you. So if you're a fan of Systema for Life and you get real value from the ideas and the conversations we create, then please take a few minutes now to subscribe at www.ncsystema.com support. Support at whatever level you feel like you can afford. Even $3 or $5 a month is a help. Think of it as buying us a beer or a cup of coffee once a month for our travels. So visit ncsystema.com support and use the buttons on the page to select your preferred monthly or annual support level. You'll receive a confirmation on sign up and you can cancel at any time. Your support really does help ensure the survival of the show. With gratitude, thank you very much. Yeah, that's something interesting that I've kind of gone backwards and forwards with over the years. And that's the, um, this idea that you're only prepared to understand a certain amount of what you're seeing, right? There's a capacity in Systema that what you're actually learning to do is learning to see, right? You're learning to see the bigger picture. You're learning to see the structures that people make with their bodies. Like, so right. there's, a, there's a point at which you can watch a video. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give the example that the progressions of who, who I used to watch has changed, right? But back in, yeah. in the beginning, I would watch anybody and everybody who was doing some Systema stuff and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Look at that guy with the sword and look at his wavy motion. And I would just copy things and just sort of test them out and see what was going on. And right. I think at that time, I gravitated towards things that either were just very obvious, things that looked big and they were easy to see. And I could see how they were right. applied, like big throws or big takedowns or whatever it's going to be, or you know, big winging punches or stuff like that. Um, and I gravitated towards things that I could see and therefore kind of get my head around. Or, and this kind of comes back to something you said, things that you have some sort of framework for from another martial art. So I did many years of Aikido, trained in Japan under Saito Sensei, all that kind of stuff. So I'll be like, oh, that's just like Iriminage, or that's just like Koshinage, right. or whatever. And then so you start to put things through the lens and you gravitate towards things that you can kind of understand anyway and kind of cherry pick those out and then right. discard the rest or dabble with it and be like, eh, it doesn't really work for me or it's not really working. But then you get this interesting experience on, in two ways in that later you can revisit the same drill like two years down the road or even sometimes six months down the road or you can see the same thing demonstrated by Vlad or talked about by Michael and you have a completely different concept of it and now it does work and now it's fundamental and foundational and it affects everything else you do and then the other thing is that sometimes that, that lens that you're trying to look at it from right you're trying to look at it through the Muay Thai lens or the right. boxing lens that can actually get in the way of seeing what's actually going on you know you, you assume you know what it is and you know how it works and what it's doing but it's actually working a bit differently do you know what i mean have you found that in your own experience as well as like yeah. multifaceted martial artists that did a lot of stuff like that must have yeah, happened so, to you too so we got so we got to a point where we started so and this is how how uh, i you know we would describe it we, you know so sistema was the operating system yeah and then jiu-jitsu aikido mutai they were all applications, sure. in, you know, in your in your desktop, right? You know, so yeah. so the operating system underneath all of that, mm. um, and 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 that's how we started to look at it the opposite way. Like you were just saying, right? So you would look at at say a, a sistema uh, movement, and you would look at it through the filter of your aikido and say, oh, you're Minage, right? Mm. But we started to go, we did it backwards. Sure. So yeah. at, at some point, you know, like you, we realized. Let's let's look at this the other way. Let's put yeah. Sistema and then look look at the you know at the tie yeah. through the Sistema lens, right? Yeah. And um, so my Mutai got way better mm -hmm. because even though I could I can hear my coach, you know, my Mutai coach, 
yelling in my head, breathe, 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 mm. right? You know, but it didn't make any sense. Sure. But then, then coming from the Sistema side mm. and doing all the breathing practice, right? All the stuff that we do with breathing and the movement and move with the breathing and breathe with the movement. Yeah. That would, then that started to permeate. So I would hear my Muay Thai coach less and less saying, breathe, you know, sure. breathe, right? And, and then um, our jiu-jitsu coach, mm. you know, he, he came one point, he said, what are you doing? You're doing something. Because mm. your jiu-jitsu is different. Yeah. And I said, it's not different. It's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Right? So on the ground, I'm not holding myself up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not tense. And the jiu-jitsu guy, that's what they're going to look for. They're going to look for that tense. Same, same as Sistema, right? They're yeah. going to look for the tenseness. So, so because I wasn't giving them that, you know, it they got less to, to attack. Be, <laughs> they got less to attack because yeah. they don't know where mm. you're going to go come from. Sure. So we started to do it the other way. We started to put the Sistema and yeah. look at the other martial arts that we were doing through the Sistema length. I think you have to. I think that's, that's um, until you do that, I think there's a ceiling that you hit, right? You, you can use, you can cherry pick bits of Sistema, but you'll never get, you won't even get a hundredth of what it can offer. You know, and if you're looking at it as a technique that you add on to what you're doing, you know, it's, right. you're, you're completely ceilinged. And I've seen some people just stall at that stage and never get past it. You know, some, even some instructors, right? They're just like, oh, it's the thing that I do, but you know, I'm really still a karate guy or, you know, but right. really I, I understand all of this and they, they think they have everything. There was a, a phrase, uh, Ken Good, um, you know, over on the West Coast used once, which I thought was great, which is when people stop at that stage, it's like they think they, they're settling for tin when they could have gold, <laughs> which I thought right. was fantastic. You know, it's like, they're right. like, oh, I've got all the tin. Look how shiny my tin is, right? But like they yeah. could have gold if they just open themselves up to the idea that it's deeper than that and that you can do more with it. And that doesn't mean you have to put down the other martial arts. It just means that you have to kind of put them on the back burner for a minute so that you can look at them in a different context, right? So, and then right. So, right. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Uh, you know, I, I have a, 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 a Chinese uh, cal calligraphy mm. that, I, that I got and it says student of the martial arts. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted it to say because that's what I am. Sure. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a continuous student. I'm not, sure. uh, uh, you know, a master, you know, mm. uh, it, 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 you you know, we don't have time for that. You know, we'll never be that. So sure. we're always studying. But and you're right. You know, you get to that point that where you realize is, you know, am I here and this is what I do, or do I keep looking? You know, and and eventually you realize that that you can't you can't stop. You have to keep evolving on what you do. Yeah. So that's funny. I've got um, I can get it. So my calligraphy that's behind. Um, it's a Japanese one and it's by a poet Mitsuo and it's a Isho Benkyo Isho Seishun which means um, a life spent studying is a, is, a, is a bright spring basically every day is a new spring right and so right. I think this at the time I just kind of liked it and it was actually a present that was given to me by one of my friends in Japan and who was just like you're a super curious guy you're always learning languages you're studying science you never stop thinking about things and learning which is great and he gave me that because he thought it really applied um, but something Vladimir said a couple of years ago in a, in a seminar I think it was 
not parameters of power, the one he did before um, a couple of years ago, was that if you never stop learning in this way, that you your brain almost forgets to age, right? That basically right. you're just constantly thinking and learning like a little kid the whole time and, and it keeps you sharp and it keeps you open. And there's a lot of like research in neuroscience that shows that way beyond, you know, just doing Sudoku and crossword puzzles and stuff like that for right. old people. If you actually invested in learning a musical instrument or, you know, um, learning something new, studying for a degree when you're like 70 or something, that it yeah. completely changes the wiring in your brain and you're still neuroplastic, right? That you can make new connections and it helps you do other things and it even helps you maintain movement and immune function right. and stuff like that. So so there's some value, even apart from the martial application, I think there's some value in just being a continuous student of everything anyway, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah I mean, like exactly. It keeps you sharp, keeps you active. Yeah, um, excellent. And, 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 and then it translates, for example, you know, that 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 curiosity, that looking at, at, at the, you know, at the other martial arts through the Sistema filter. Mm. So again, you know, started to look at our, our entry tactics, our arrest tactics, you know, our, our general demeanor when we're working, mm. we started to put all that through the Sistema filter. Yeah. Um, when I became a supervisor, my agents, you know, they, they would run into the, uh, into the office, you know, hairs on fire, uh, you know, this is an issue. We have an emergency. It's a problem. You know, ah, you know, the old uh, home alone kid screaming and <laughs> I would breathe yeah, and say, tell me what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, and then immediately that calmness, that, that, that relaxation would make me make better decisions, mm. realize that what they're, what they're yelling about is really not an emergency. It's sure. really not a big issue. It's just, it was a big issue in their head. You know, they, they were all amped up, you know, mm. and, and so that became then my way of doing things at work. You know, people would, would say nothing bothers him. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I'm, I'm flappable yeah. referee. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. So nothing bothers him because it, I, I wouldn't let it because as yeah. the minute it started to bother me, what happens? Well, now tension comes, right? And then sure. you, you stop breathing and then you stop, stop feeding the brain. And then those connections that we were just talking about, yeah. they, don't, they, don't, they don't happen. Sure. So the solutions to the stuff that we were dealing with were harder to find. Whereas if you know, we took a minute, take a breath, mm. see where we're at, let's relax, let's see where we're at. Those solutions would come right in and then you know, we, we deal with it and it, it wouldn't be an issue. So, did, you, did you find so, that um, some of that behavior actually ended up being entrained in other people too? Like because you were calm and you you dealt with things by taking a breath. Did you did you notice some of the people right around you also taking on the attitude kind of thing a bit more? Yeah, I think some people did pick up on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, other people and and you know this other people <laughs> just wired you know, a different way <laughs> yeah they hold on to their stress right they, they think it defines them that they're like stress bunnies or something like no i've got to stay sharp I've got to stay sharp you know right right <laughs> exactly like, yeah. you know and, and 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 no matter how much i try to to calm them down you know tell them to breathe they can't they they're they're uh, drama llamas right they have to be <laughs> with the, the drama has to permeate everything they do yeah um so, but some people did, some people did say, Hey, there's something to this, right? It, yeah. Let's not get excited. Let's, uh, you know, let's bring it down. Now, mind you, that's in an office setting, right? The minute we go out in the street and, and, you know, th those doors open up and we're out going to do something, 
that that stress, that all that is pumping back in, right? Sure. So by practicing this in the office scenario, it became, at least for me, it became second nature to hit the street, get amped up, still be amped up, yeah, but be you know relaxed enough yeah. to be able to breathe, to keep my wits about me, to be able to move, mm. um, and and keep you know keep keep all the principles. Yeah, and it would make me safer. It it make made me safer. Yeah, right. It that's, made that's, everybody on my team safer. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. And so in um in psychology and neuroscience, um, when they're talk, they're looking at people's relationship with like high stress situations, when you're talking about firefighters or law enforcement or or anybody that's going into a situation that they just um also weren't trained or prepared for as well, right? You know, law enforcement firefighters are trained to do what they do and yet even in spite of that training you're still going to get that adrenaline rush you're going to get that right. sympathetic nervous system yeah. activation a certain mm-hmm. amount of it is just primal because your body's like this is life or death and you could die you know that right and it's trying to prepare you for right. one of two things that could be happening there right but there's also you know that will kick in sometimes when people are just not prepared for things like a car crash or you know where it's going right. to be people will exhibit different responses to that and and this trained capacity for calming yourself down um, in neuroscience is called self-regulation, right? And the ability to kind of regulate mm-hmm. your own nervous system and then the ability to calm other people down with your bearing or your manner, not even necessarily specific techniques, just by being the way that you are and then kind of right. in training them is called co-regulation, right? So in a very real sense, right. what, what you're doing is like you're not, you haven't become fearless and you haven't become like immune to stress. You've just got a lot better at feeling it, understanding it, and then dealing with it, recognizing what it is, and actually even being honest right. about what it is. Like, hey, I'm a little scared here. I'm about to go through a door. But you have the capacity to oh, fo- yeah. focus and regulate, whereas some people might push that away and be like, I'm not scared of anything. But like they say that, but their voice and right. their posture and everything is actually belying the, what they're actually saying. Right? <laughs> they're definitely still scared. They're just not right. acknowledging it and they can't move on. And there seems to be like a little bit of um, a reluctance. I don't know if it's like a macho thing or something, but people are quite happy to talk about stress and, you know, like combat situations when they train Sistema. But when Vlad or other instructors talk about fear, like you need to recognize your fear and work with it. People like, you can see them kind of bristling. Like I'm not really afraid of anything. Fear is a very strong word. Maybe I get a bit angry or irritated, but as a man, I'm not afraid of things, right? But it seems to me that's essential, like that admission and that acknowledgement that it's the same thing, right? It's the beginnings of a fear response. And if you can if you can regulate it sooner, that it doesn't become full on fear, right. anxiety, and panic. But if you don't, then it will, right? But it's still the same thing. It's still right. fear, right? So. It's it's still fear, and and yeah. uh, you know, Gavin De Becker in his uh, book, uh, the gift, uh, the of, gift fear. of fear, yeah, great, man. right? You know, he explains that amazingly, right? It, it it you have to acknowledge it, and it is fear, but it's it's hmm. your body telling you something's you know you need to look at this, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that fear will either save your life mm. if you, if you acknowledge it, like you're saying, you, or it'll kill you, right? Sure. Cause if you, if you panic and you freeze yeah. and deer in the headlights, sure. then you're going to get run over. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had a situation, uh, on the job where, uh, you know, a bad guy came, you know, came at us. Mm. We were all out there. We we're going to take him down. He comes out as in his car. He's he's going to run us over, mm. literally. Yeah. Right. So you know, talk about deer in the headlights moment, right? Yeah. Here, here's a person dry, barreling down the road at you, mm. not stopping. Sure. Um. So was was there fear? Yeah, there was. There was a lot of fear. Mm. Now, did I realize it at the at the moment? No. Why? Because I breathed and mm. I moved. 
Sure. What are the two things we always do in Sistema, right? Yeah. I breathed and I moved. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I got out of the way, uh, mm. much like uh, um, uh, much like a bullfighter, right? He sure. just gets out of the way, right? Yeah. So, you know, got out of the way, mm. you know. Is there any are there, there any other instances? I mean, I know sometimes you can't talk about specific people or cases and things like that, but are there any other instances like that where you felt the onset of something happening um, and you used your knowledge that has come from Sistema to kind of self-regulate yourself and make a good decision under pressure that way? But, I mean, I know maybe it's hard to separate. Some of it is just training and experience and you make good decisions because you've done it a lot of times, right? But can you remember a specific yeah. instance where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually because I'm breathing here or maybe you calm somebody else down or yeah. So, um, yeah. So in that instance, again, you know, the, the, the breathing and the relaxed, the, the fear came, it came right off. Yeah. Okay? It was immediate, but, but I, after the fact, right. I remember just saying, and I breathe and I yeah. moved out of the way. Sure. Right. Um, now after all the dust settled, you know, I started to shake because sure. right? all yeah. that adrenaline yeah. that I was going through. Yeah. Had to had to make make it a, work its way exit out. somehow. It sure. work its yeah. way out, right? Yeah. So you started to shake, um, but but knowing and realizing that you know what what had happened, uh, you know, at, at the next day mm. I'm fine, right? Sure. There, there's no there's no lasting effect, you know, like like no Vlad PTSD, says, you know, you, yeah. right? Yeah. Because mm. you know when Vlad says you, you know you get that hit and you you're tense up, you keep that hit there. Right yeah. when as you relax, it just it just goes away. So in this instance, it happened the same way, right? That the 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 traumatic incident that could have been right, uh, tragic, yeah, didn't stay with me. You yeah, know? why? Because I didn't I didn't keep it all tensed up. Mm-hmm. Now more more to what you just asked. Um, yeah, a lot of it for us is is training and experience. Yeah, right. We we train going through those doors a lot. Yeah, and and it just it just becomes. You know, this is how you do it, and, and, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. But within that, the minute you go up in training, right? Training is training. Um, like Vlad says, you know, you, you you've got that uh, training knife. It's all good and dandy, and people are gonna, you know, move around and joke, and everybody's having a great time. But yeah. if you pull out a real knife, people yeah. are gonna tense up immediately, right? Yeah. So in training, it's all fun. You know, it's you know, it's all paintball, right? So it's, sure. it's all fun. But when it's for real, then it, it, it switches, right? So, so I realized that, that my Sistema was helping me stay more in control to get that fear in check yeah. faster, mm. um, earlier to, to when the situations came. Now, that being said, on a number of occasions – um, as a team leader on our, uh, on our SWAT or SRT, you know, I, I, sometimes I even put my gun in my holster, mm. you know, because I knew all the other guys had what, and I was calm enough and in control enough, mind you, because of my system, right. Mm. To be able to direct everybody and say, all right, we need guys here. We need that, you know, let's move here, get that, you know, get this done here, there, you know, so my, I, I, I was open. I wasn't, you know, focused on one thing. So I would have to say that that's how Sistema helped uh, me in, in, in my law enforcement capacity. It mm. broadened my vision, if you will. Mm. Awesome. So, so that kind of brings us, segues us on a little bit to 
a bit of the current situation I'd like to get your take on, which is obviously, like you said, we've been in lockdown um, at the time of recording here for about nine or 10 weeks in the US and people listening to this <laughs> all over the world. So there's people in Japan, there's people in Europe and they're in different stages of this whole thing, but everybody's had a kind of similar experience um, of this. Some people have been stuck more at home. Some people have become unemployed. Some people are worried about infringements of rights and the government keeping them from working and all kinds of stuff like that. And of course, social media is amplifying all of this, right? You know, whatever end of it you could think of, there's somebody with a conspiracy theory or there's somebody with a very strong opinion and it's getting pushed from all angles and that kind of stuff. (laughs) How do you see, um, as both as your as a systema instructor, but also just as a, as a professional who deals with aspects of fear and people's feelings of security or the lack of it, you know, on the daily basis and all that kind of stuff and what you see it leads to. Um, and the aspect of like what's necessary for personal protection. How do you feel people are coping right now? Um, what are they doing right and what are they doing wrong? It's a big question. Uh, I know, a, but, you know. it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a very broad question. Hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, I'm in law enforcement, but I'm also a big Second Amendment guy, right? I, I, I had a gun for most of, you know, well, for all my career, right? For, so, yeah. for the last 20 years, I've had a gun every day, every single time I, I go out. Yeah. Now, that being said, do I feel safer um, because I have that? Yes, I do. Mm. But it's because I've trained and trained and and you know based on, on my job I, I constantly looking around and you know uh, the uh, situational awareness is 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 the it's the number one thing right yeah so so with that you know you see a bunch of people now and and they're all oh you're infringing on my rights or you know we're gonna go protest or you know guns out and this that and the other um that just creates, in my opinion, that just creates more fear, more fear mongering, if you will. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody should just take a step back and mm. and and lower them, lower themselves, right? You know, take yeah. that breath, calm themselves, and and look at what's going on. Um, now, some people, uh, some people are are not in my my position, right? I'm I'm still getting my paycheck. I'm yeah. working from home, yeah. right? So my situation is way different than somebody else, you know, some of these guys that have lost everything. So now you're dealing with people in dire straits and you're dealing with people that are becoming desperate. And I think at at that point, the the rhetoric should be rather than confrontation with these guys is, again, to calm everything down, right? You know, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. You have your point. I have mine. You know, let's agree to disagree, right? Mm. But the minute that we start, um, you know, being too um, solid in our thinking, you know, then then we're not going to talk. We're not going to make anything better. And hmm. I'm a big, you know, uh, I'm a big believer in, in 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 you know, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. You know, hmm. um, if we can resolve this, we can resolve it. I'd rather not fight. You know, yeah. uh, um, I'd rather not. Because sure. if it comes down to a, because if, if it comes down to that, you know, then then it's not going to be good for anybody, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a fight is not just a, a back in the day a barroom brawl. You know, it, it's going to be a fight. To all our listeners and Sistema fans around the world. 
NC Sistema have moved all of our regular classes online, live streaming group classes via Zoom, most days at 6.30 p.m. US Eastern Standard Time, plus daytime classes on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Please consider this an open invitation for you and your students to join us for the duration of COVID, to come together online, and to keep our skills and our groups alive. Payment is on a sliding scale relative to where you're at and what you can afford. Visit ncsystema.com online to sign up today. Join us. How important do you feel like um, like community unity and like a sense of leadership is in this, right? Because it seems like some some places, some countries, you know, I have um, family in Spain, I have friends in England, I have friends in Japan, I have some in Australia, New Zealand, right? And it's been interesting seeing the different approaches, um, both at like the top down level, like governmental, and also just as a community, what people do, right? You know, like in Italy, they're right. out on balconies, like trying to make, <laughs> you know, trying to live life the Italian way and like sing operas right. and do stuff. And that like in, in England, there's kind of a lot of people trying to find the humor in it. You know, that's like a, an right. aspect of the British personality is that there's nothing that's so desperate that you can't make fun of it, right? Basically, we got kind of like a dark sense of humor kind of thing like a almost like a a morgue humor you know that some people get when they work in emergency rooms or like law enforcement and stuff like that as well right, right? right and so they're just right, trying right, to make right. light of it they're having like disco parties pub quizzes they're like well you know we might we might all be buggered but you know let's have let's have fun let's have fun with the process here right. you know um but i've seen right. less of that here it's been it's, it's a lot more kind of seriousness a lot more of a sense of like of the mourning of the loss of what, what you've had. And like you said, it's, it's difficult yeah. because people have very different experiences. Some people are facing, right. you know, losing their house or so they're not yet, right. but they will be like a lot of people, right. You know, or they're having trouble making ends meet or they they see businesses that they've built over time. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got no benefits. Nobody's paying for me if I get sick or do things. And my business has gone way down, you know, it's, it's been difficult. Right. But at the same right. time, the systemic, you know, my students, are, most of them have stayed and most of them are training online and that's helped support things. And I've managed to pick up, I've, you know, I've started writing again. I'm doing work that I wasn't doing before. I'm like moonlighting right. and stuff like that. I'm making ends meet. You know, I've got a family, I've got to kind of do it. And some other people, it's, it's almost... Uh, is other people it's worse they've they haven't had like a fallback set of skills that they can work on like they're not allowed right. to go and do that public facing thing they were doing in a restaurant or whatever and so they're like what do i do now and then other people have almost been not affected at all they're like knowledge workers who's who are always on zoom meetings and work from mm -hmm. home three days a week and it's, it's almost there's no change they're just like oh now you're right. all in my world so it's, it's difficult to kind of generalize um and so i think it's it's probably unfair to put like one judgment onto how people should behave and stuff right kind of that way but at the same time i feel like there's there's ways that we can approach this and one of them is that we need to be unified in our in our efforts and commitment to other people right that we're doing this not because we're most of us aren't directly at risk right we're doing it for vulnerable populations of people so that, so it's right. not a fear-based thing really it's like a it's more based on compassion right and so but that takes being being altruistic and compassionate thinking about other people means that you have to be in a low state of activation yourself first. If, if you're thinking about your survival and you're obsessing about that in circles, you can't think about anybody else. You're just like, I've got to get me in mind and that's it, you know? So Right. And, 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 and it goes back to what you're saying. I mean, everybody's situation is completely different. Yeah. So when, when you get those guys that are like that, you know, that, that are in survival mode, right? Mm. If you're in survival mode, that fear, you know, what's, what's the fear that, what's the biggest fear that you have when you're in that survival mode? Well, it's going to be, I'm going to die, right? Because uh, yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to eat. I'm going to lose my house. So I can't protect shelter, my family. Right? Or something. Yes, right. I can't protect my family. Yeah. Um, and, and that fear that, that is generated by that situation is what makes these people uh, angry, of course, right? Mm. Um, 
and where do they channel that anger? So mm-hmm. they're going to channel that anger out because they're already angry inside because of the situation, right? <laughs> through no through no fault of their own, right? Sure. Um, but but it's still weighing down on on their psyche, right? So they are angry yeah. at the world, in essence, right? For for this, mm. so so you know, you come up and right and and you know, you bump them on the sidewalk, right? Mm. And that's that spark that they're sure. gonna. They're going to need that spark, right? That, because they want to vent that. Because you can't, you can't hold on. You yeah. know, if you hold on to that anger and to that fear inside of you all the time, all the time, all the time, it's like mm. a pressure uh, uh, cooker, right? It's going it's to blow up at some point if you don't let that steam out. And, and especially, so when we, are, especially when we don't get that physical contact and face-to-face experience, correct, right? We're actually right? starved so, of it right now. So it's making us more flinchy than we'd otherwise be, right? And people right. are starting fights over not even bumping over into nothing. each other on the street, over like right. being near somebody and not wearing a mask you know, in the supermarket or something. It's like, yeah, it's like, right, and because yeah. They're, they're, you're right. So they're starved for that human contact and that fight is going to give them that. Yeah. Um, now, what can we do, right? So, um, what can we do? Well, it takes two to tangle, right? So, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, though I would want to, you know, yell back and, you know, give them some of my own frustrations, and it's it's like adding gasoline to the fire, right? We shouldn't be doing that, you know, right? Yeah. So we should we should be taking that step step back and saying, you know, hey, I, I understand. I'm so sorry. It was my fault, right? Even though it was their fault, right? But mm. you know, you know, and then just walk away, right? Sure. Um, because we don't want to continue this. Because again, I, I heard somebody say, "Oh, we're all in the same boat." Mm. No, we're not. Mm. We're not. Yeah, not quite. Right? Not <laughs> some quite. of us are in big boats. Some of us are in scrappy little lifeboats. Some of us are hanging onto right. a ring on the side. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, it, we're, we may be in the same storm, but we're yeah. not on the same boat. Well said. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what your life situation is, why that sparked that, you know, and, and, and then you've got, you know, like you said, you know, those guys in Italy, they're out, they're singing in their balconies. They've got that sense of community. Mm. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe those guys are, are not having a bad time of it. Now go, yeah. go to those poorer sections, right? Where, sure. where you've yeah. got guys that are struggling, you know, they, yeah. they got no, they got no sense to go out and sing, right? Because mm. it's, it's just not, not happening for it's them. Feel desperate. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's desperation. Now, so, so it seems like, so the advice isn't actually that different from the usual advice, right? It's self-regulate, it's stay calm, it's be mindful. It's just kind of like, it's more urgent that we apply that advice now, right? There's not a different type of way to behave. It's just that it's just, we have to pay more attention to our own emotions. and To us, right? I can only, I mean, I can't control you. I can't, Mm. I can't, you know, control how you feel, what your situation, but I can control myself. Yeah. You know, and I can remove myself from, from situations. Mm. Now I remove myself from situations more often for a number of reasons. Well, mm. namely because I really don't want to get into a fight as yeah. much as I like to fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love it, right? So yeah, there's know, the paradox. We're, we're guys who love fighting, but we don't want to get in right. fights. <laughs> but we don't want to get into a fight. Yeah, for the benefit so, of everybody. Yes. For the benefit of everybody because, yeah. you know, it's, it's just not good for anybody. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get into that fight. More so because I, I know I'm, I'm armed. So whenever there's a conflict, there's at least one gun, mine, right? Yeah. So um, if, if I get overtaken or if, you know, something happens, then 
you know, the situation changes drastically. The ante's already up kind of thing. The ante's, the ante's you're all in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, you know, my gun, you're never going to see it. Sure. You'll see it when it's pointed at you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, because it doesn't, doesn't do anything as a threat tool. Sure. It doesn't. It's mm. just going to amp everything up, right? The minute it comes out, it's because it's going to get used. Um, yeah. Um, which, you know, which irks me about all these guys walking around, you know, with AR slung around display their back, kind of right? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, are you stupid? That's the fr- you know, you're the first guy they're going to take out. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, now, you know, it should, you shouldn't, you know, like, like Vlad and Michael say, you know, mm. you should, the, the time, you shouldn't see that hit. You should sure. feel it. Yeah, right? you should hide your skills, Just, hide your resources. It's like, yeah. Hide your, right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I, I think, you know, we should all... Just take steps back and mm. especially systema practitioners know thyself, right? You know, yeah. we need to know ourselves. We know that we can walk and we can, we could probably, you know, beat up that guy that's being belligerent, right? But mm. that mean we should we really, yeah, need, yeah, does, right. Does, does that mean we should, does, yeah. or does it mean we may want to, you know, calm the situation now? Now, sure. granted, there's guys, other situations where somebody, you know, it's one of those what ifs, right? You're at the supermarket and the guy in front of you is beating the crap out of his girlfriend. Yeah. Or his, you know, or or vice versa, right? Or the girlfriend's being, you know, she may be a systema practitioner. She's beating up the crap yeah. out of her boyfriend, right? <laughs> I saw that so, in Scotland once. There was a, <laughs> when I lived in Scotland, there was a, I was coming out of a chip shop late at night um, while I was a university student there and I saw a, a guy and a girl, like biggish guy, big for a Scot anyway. They're not very tall most of the time, right? But he's fairly tall. And he had like a little redheaded girlfriend and they were standing and they were arguing and she was shrieking at each other like the other side of the street. Um, and we were watching and, um, and she like shouted in his face and the guy um, smacked her, like hit her quite hard, like punched her in the face and ducked her and me and my friend looked at, looked at the home and we went, like, right. And we like threw down our chips and we we're ready to run across the road. But just as we're doing that, this big bus big bus yeah. comes between us and we couldn't get across the road and right. then the bus cleared and then we're trying to get across the road and in the time that it took for the bus to clear she's got <laughs> up and we're looking at them and she just headbutts him in the nose and like puts him down and starts like kicking him on the ground and we're like i guess she's good no damsels yeah. in distress in scotland right. we'll leave it then that's fine so we like picked up our chips we're picking them up <laughs> so right. trying the whole thing but yeah so yeah you don't know what so the situation is right? you Sometimes. don't know what the situation is so yeah. but you know do you want to get involved in that you know should right. you get involved in that yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes ego is going to get in the way and you think you have a lot more skills than you do mm. and you're going to get into that situation and you don't know what that, you don't know who that guy is. Or that could, is could be armed, right? right? Like you get into it and it turns out not to be the fist fight you thought it was going to be and stuff like that. You know? Correct. Yeah. And now, you know, now you're going to pay that price. Yeah. You know, now again, I'm not saying you shouldn't get involved in stuff, but, mm. but you have to be aware of what Ram- your skill level is ramifications. and <laughs> and what the ramifications is right you yeah. know I, I i hear everybody you know now it's like oh you know you know right to free speech i can say whatever yeah you it's a, it's your right it's you know right to free speech doesn't exempt you from the consequences right so it's the same thing about you know getting involved or doing stuff or or or, or being armed or or yeah. practicing a martial art right yeah you know you know your skill doesn't exempt you from the consequences of you using those skills, right? I, th- I think that's the parallel that people sometimes aren't seeing. That uh, rights aren't things. You know that whole idea of there are certain God-given inalienable rights. It's like, yep, and those come with responsibilities. 
Uh, and I think that the, the founders and the framers of the Constitution understood that. And if you read it, it makes perfect sense, right? It's just like the right to bear arms comes with a well-regulated militia. It comes with it. You should be trained in how to use it properly and you should understand what it's for. It's not just the right to wave one around, you know, it's like, or to have right. one as a threat. And that, like the, the right to free speech comes with the responsibility not to abuse that right. And yeah, Correct. you can, in theory, say whatever you want, but there might be consequences you don't like when you say whatever you want, right? So, right. you know, yeah, exactly. you're giving a Nazi protest or something, do you know what I mean? You're spouting off racist, terrible stuff, then you should expect to go to jail or somebody wants to beat you up, right? That you haven't got the perfect, right. you've got the right to say it, but you've got to live with the consequences. There's responsibilities that bounce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you want to say that in Nazi stuff? Perfect. You know, and, now uh, you're, you're, you're going to get fired, right? And I think and the problem with the go- current situation as well is that the responsibility is, you know, we can, you can be like, yeah, I'll go out without a mask and I'll do this and I'm not afraid. So I've, you know, I've got the right to go and work. It's like, yeah, but you're right to go and work in the way that you want to work with no mask and stuff is infringing on other people's responsibilities to live, right? And, and other, other right. people's as well. So it's, and that's the tricky thing because it's very abstract. It's not obvious. That connection is not concrete, right? So we're having to right. reimagine it all the time. It's not an Ebola virus. It's not killing everybody. It's just an extreme threat to a sub subset of the population, but it's an extreme right. threat to those people, right? That's the whole thing. Right. Like belittling yeah. it and saying it's no worse than flu or stuff like that is... Um, idiotic. Like you do, people that come out with that don't understand how it works, and they're not good at thinking in the gray areas, right? They they think it's either the plague or it's nothing, right? They can't think in the gray area where it's it might be really really important, and there might be responsibilities that you have, and at the same time we do have to get back to work, we do have to open the economy, we do have to do things. So we have to right. balance those two things. You can't just say I want mine and like <laughs> right. like an angry and toddler and see what happens, right? It's like, it's, that's 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 yeah. that's the uh, that's the the conundrum here, right? To yeah. use a five dollar word, right? How do you balance that? You know, how do you balance people, you know, with the staying in, with the masks, sure. with that versus yeah. you know, the economy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and you've seen you know, I've seen some of these this uh, reports, you know, where they're projecting, you know, hundred thousand deaths, but on the mm. other side they're projecting um, you know, millions of people are going to be with no jobs, sure. you know, yeah. they're, 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 they're going to lose their house, you're going to yeah. have now a homeless uh, problem, sure. um, this, that, and the other. And then you've got, you know, you, you can get an expert to say anything. So then you go yeah. see other reports and, and they say different things or they say the vice versa. But what we shouldn't be doing is we shouldn't be taking Facebook for fact, right? Sure. Yeah, that much is certain. We definitely might be doing that. That, so, that, so- that much is certain. So, so in this in this context, it's been interesting that you know what we really need to do to kind of stay calm and protected. Like the best thing that we can do is shift the focus of our training. Maybe not for like busting out the AR fifteen and prepping and making sure we're ready for the the zombie hordes and stuff like that, which is what it seemed like some people did. Right. But instead, actually shifting your focus to mental training, to staying healthy, to staying immunologically strong. And it's interesting seeing the tack that um, Vladimir and Manny and some people doing their online training, that's the tack they're taking. They're not like, let's give you some hardcore skills that you're going to use for combat. You might need them in its emergency, right? They're like, the most important thing is to keep your lungs functioning well and to stay calm and to, you know, see people properly, you know, and stay aware of that kind of stuff. So it's, so it seems to me they're taking the right tack in doing that, you know, and we've done the same thing as well. Like training has to change. Manny said this in our last podcast. He's like, your reasons for training have to change when the context changes, right? Right. Because right now, the, right, the, the, right now, if you're lucky enough, like the twins, you know, I, I, uh, I did an online class with the twins, right? So they're, they're, they live, you know, they're, they're two of them. So they can definitely, you know, work against each other and do some of the stuff. 
but a lot of us are are, are not. So we're, yeah. we're by ourselves. So um, so the the class and and you know and, and even Martin, you know the the week the weekly classes that Martin is doing, mm. um, a, a lot of them are you know calisthenics. You know you're doing a lot so of system of workout, of right? So, yeah, right. It's a system of workout in, yeah. in essence, right? Right. It's a system of workouts. You know, and some people say I can do that. I don't need Martin to to do that. No, you're right. You don't need Martin to do that. But because he's doing it, it 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 gives you a time to do it. Now you're gonna you, you're gonna set that time aside because sure. you you have a you know a, commitment an appointment. If you're so a, like a commitment, commitment device, right. yeah, right, a commitment. You're up. Then you know, as he's doing the workout, you know, he's reminding you of some of those core concepts that we all need to be reminded of every mm. time. Yeah, he's also doing it a lot breathing. better than we are. Yeah. He's doing push-ups right, yeah. on the so, end of his fingertips, and you're like, "God damn it!" Now I've got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> exactly. I got. I got, you know, how do I do that? But you know, he's doing yeah. you know, move with the breathing, you know, and and uh, uh, relax and and tense this and relax that. Move this, but don't move that, right? And he's giving yeah. you all these pointers. And at the end of the day, like you said, you know, you're at home, but yeah. you're you feel like you're in a class. You feel like you've got other people there you feel like you're interacting with him you know like you and i are doing right now sure. um and, and it gives you that human contact but also it keeps you active yeah. moving breathing mm-hmm. kind of cleansing yourself because sitting down on the computer all day yeah. for me at least you know i'm, I'm, I'm working it, it, it you know it, it it's not conducive you know now other people aren't working and they're sitting in front of the, the you know, the TV for, yeah. for hours, right? You know, if I, yeah. if I said, hey, here's a nine-hour movie, you're going to be like, no one's going to watch that. If right. I say, here's the 10-episode Netflix series, yeah. people are going to binge it, right? Yeah, drip feed. Yeah, just like, well, I'll just leave it running. I'll just watch those two right. more. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're just sitting there doing nothing, yeah. you know, and it's- snacking and, and drinking, uh, you know, sodas and and, you know, yeah. If, if you're not active and, and taking care of yourself, which brings us back to your initial point, what do you, what should you do in this situation? You got to take yeah. care of yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. Yesterday, we, it was like hammering down rain all day long and we couldn't get outside. We've got this lovely big half acre back garden, a nice neighborhood to walk in, stuff like that. But we just didn't get out. It was just hammering. And the kids went nuts yesterday. My three-year-old and seven-year-old, they were just by bedtime. They, they hadn't run enough. They hadn't got outside enough. They were just trapped in. I mean, they're playing Lego. They're not watching movies all day and they've got some schoolwork to do and stuff like that. But by the end of the day, they were irritable. We were irritable. You know, it wasn't good. So the first thing we did this right. morning... Got up, got breakfast. We binned off the homeschool meetings and just like drove 15 minutes, went to like a national park and we just went for a walk in the forest for like an hour and a half. Came back, completely right. different family, right? We we're all like, ah, right. okay, this is what we needed. You know, it's like for all that right. we know and understand about how to take care of ourselves, sometimes we don't make good decisions, right? Just because it's raining, you know, it's like, that's what, that's what yeah. the right clothes are for. You know, <laughs> as they say in Scotland, right. there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only the wrong clothes, right? So, <laughs> well, well, listen, mate, I'm mindful of your time and, um, but uh, thanks so much much for um for making the time today to chat to us it's been um it's been really valuable getting your uh getting your input on it as a professional and as a systema practitioner who's coming from a slightly different angle to some of our guys who are like just career martial artists and things like that um it's nice to sort of see the practicality angle also it's just nice to you know it's social engagement it's nice to have a 
right. have a, a chat with somebody face to face and we don't feel like we have to solve any big problems or solve a management crisis right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just us. There's not six other people in the Brady Bunch screen right now, which is also nice as well. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, well, I look forward to seeing you hopefully um, before too long, in a couple of months, if things open up and we get the, the option of traveling and training again. I'll uh, definitely love to work, welcome you back to North Carolina to, to uh, teach our group down here yep. or roll up to you or whichever way it goes. Yep, yep. Whenever, whenever you need, uh, when things get uh, open back up, yeah, let me know. Grand man. Well, thank you once again, and give my best to Ruben when you see him, and uh, we'll see you I before. I will. Then. We'll do. All right. Cheers, matey. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. <laughs>